How's it going, everyone? Just wanted to uh, let you know that we recorded the first episode of Run From The One, so I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're trying to get through all the difficulties of starting a podcast, all the uh, ins and outs, so a little rough patches. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Let me know uh, what you think. I guess we'll kick off the first episode ever. Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> uh, my name's David, and from Puyallup, I uh, got, got the idea to do a podcast. Pretty stoked. Uh, we'll probably we'll do a lot of Seattle-based stuff, and uh, we'll just go from there. We'll have two other hosts as well. Yep, my name's Jeremiah. I'm from Puyallup as well. Um, I'm the only husky on this podcast, unfortunately. I had to do, deal with two lame ducks, but uh, luckily college football season is only so long, so we'll have plenty of other sports to talk about. <laughs> Last but surely not least, I'm Timmy. I'm from Oregon. Currently live in Puyallup. Uh, I'm ready to do this thing. Pacific Northwest sports. Let it get it going. Cool, man. Go Ducks. Rose Bowl champs. Go baby. Ducks. Rose Bowl champs. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, what bowl game anyways, did you dub win again? I forgot. Anyways, going on to more important <laughs> things. College football <laughs> season is in the past, unless you're a Clemson or a LSU fan. So uh, I think what we're here to talk about on our first podcast is the Seahawks. Uh, I think, David, you got an agenda. Why don't you run us down the first part and let's get I it going. I do. Uh, yeah, so first thing on the agenda is uh, Hawks at Philly. Uh, yes, sir. Tomorrow. Um, so for the injury report for the Hawks, it looks like Clowney and Diggs are both going to be back. So like the effect that that's going to have on the defense that has looked pretty terrible lately. <laughs> yeah, I think the big thing uh, I was looking at, and I think uh, since Diggs went down, the secondary has been trash. Uh, the secondary was trash before Diggs got there. Um, I think just having a veteran presence in the back um, is going to give Bobby Wagner, uh, all our veteran uh, defenders, uh, some some safety in the back, uh, no pun intended, but um, some safety nets back there and somebody who can command respect in the backfield and kind of scare some people because right now our secondary scares no one. I'm going to kind of branch off that to make it short and sweet. I think Quandre Diggs was a huge gift for the Seahawks late in the season. Having him back for this run is going to be big. Just like Jeremiah said, uh, veteran leader to help with that, uh, that pass coverage. Um, it's good to have uh, Clowney back. Only thing is, I'm wondering if they're going to be able to get consistent pass rush from a different source to help them out. Because if we want to make that deep push in the playoffs past Philadelphia, we're going to have to get pass rush from elsewhere. Other than yeah, yeah, I completely agree with both of you guys. Quandre Diggs is huge. Oh, is that? Yeah, who thought they were going to – who thought that Diggs was going to have the impact he had for – first of all, like when we signed him, I, I knew who he was. I didn't know he was going to – you know, he started that San Francisco game, and who knew he was going to make an immediate impact right then and there. He was huge that game. I didn't think yeah. he was going to be that big of an impact either. And then they were talking to some of the Detroit players, like I guess like that when they found out like some of his teammates that's you know been with him since he's been in the league, and they were pissed that he, he got traded. I mean, I know they're yeah. having a down here, so maybe they're trying to get assets for like their veteran players. But I, I was surprised with the outcome that he's brought to us too so far. Yeah, man, he was big time, big time pickup. A lot of people in Seattle didn't even know like who he was, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But uh, sure. I feel bad for uh, Delano Hill, man. Third round draft pick out of Michigan, and he's just getting throttled. <laughs> Yeah, that's so the thing, bad. man. I was hoping so much that he would step up. You know, he had his opportunity. Um, they always talk about next, next man up. But um, 
you know, I think he has uh, the whole offseason to learn, and I hopefully he doesn't have to do more than, you know, spot check digs. I, I'm worried about his, you know, his snap count coming back. Um, but definitely digs is a huge piece of what the um, the Seahawks defense is supposed to look like. We are not, we all know we're not the best defense. Uh, we need to be an opportunistic defense and a team that focuses and has to get turnovers. This game, if we don't get a turnover, um, it's going to be pretty tight. I think we could still win without a turnover, but not getting a turnover um, at all in that San Francisco game, I think really was a big reason why the big difference between the first week or first time we played them and then the last game of the season. Completely. I also read a small article on Twitter this afternoon because I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to have digs on like a significant snap count, but they might take uh, Ugo Amadi, who's been playing a lot of nickel, who played safety at Oregon at his career there, and might him put, put him back there on when they want to rest uh, Quandre Diggs. So you might see that. Oh, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. That just kind of shows you how bad Delano Hill's been, man. They don't even want him in the game. It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, you know, being a Husky fan, um, I am really excited about seeing uh, Amadi pl- get some more playing time. Uh, he hasn't, you know, you, you haven't heard a lot about him, which as a defensive back, if you're not, if they're not talking about you a lot, it's usually a good thing. If they're talking about you, you're either, you know, hopefully getting turnovers, otherwise you're getting torched. So um, if, <laughs> yes. if they're not talking about you too much in the game, then you're doing your job. It's almost like an offensive lineman out there. Like if the offensive lineman, if they're not talking about you, that means you're having a great game. So. Yeah, I'm unlike I said, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Mr. False Start. Man, shout out to Ifedi. He'll probably get three tomorrow, so yeah. that'll be fun. Over, under three. I'm taking the over. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> over for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, we'll uh, talk about the Eagles' injuries at running back and their uh, secondary. So uh, right. I have their injury report pulled up, and... So it looks like Aguilar, wide receiver, he's out. Uh, Miles Sanders, their rookie running back that's been blowing up. He hadn't practiced until Friday. So his game status, they say he should be good to go. But they have Ertz, supposedly he's supposed to be coming back. Um, They're unsure. He's questionable. And then they have, it looks like they have three, all three of their cornerbacks are listed on the uh, injury report. So curious to see how that pans out. Yeah, one of the only teams that I feel like has more injury uh, injury bugs than we do going into the playoffs. So um, I think we you know, pretty much worked them the last time. Uh, these close games that we've had haven't really been close. We just collapsed towards the end, um, getting a little too comfortable, whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, I think the Seahawks, whether the both, you know, both teams were healthy or not, I think we were going to be good. But being that, you know, I, I wish Nelson Aguilar was in. That guy can't catch anything. He couldn't catch a cold. So um, I think that hurts us more than it hurts Philly. But even that, even that being said, um, they're going to be sore. They're going to be banged up. Um, I remember that game. I, I want to say there was like three injuries in that game that we played with them. So um, it's going to be a physical game. But uh, I'm hoping that we come out of this game healthy. We should win this. We're a favorite to win on the road, which is like unheard of in the playoffs. But um, I'm hoping we come out of here unscathed with a with a good win, um, and I think the injuries on the Philly side helps us for sure. I think I just have a feeling you're gonna see big games out of DK Metcalf just because the the injuries in Philadelphia secondary. I don't know. I hope so, man. Dear God, who's gonna be able to you know withhold you know 
a wide receiver of his size and speed because I think they're going to solely focus on Tyler Lockett. Don't you be surprised if you see Hollister get a get a touchdown too, and uh, you know I'd say four or five grabs maybe. Let's Shout out to Jacob Hollister, man. I feel like that guy's been a beast tomorrow. Big. Oh man, for sure. I completely that, agree. That's just my that's just my vibe. I think those two those two guys you'll hear their names a lot tomorrow with the injuries to the secondary. I hope so, man. Uh, last game against the Niners, we didn't hear Lockett's name until what halfway through the third. Yeah. So yeah, they need I'm, to I'm make sure they thing. change that. <laughs> I'm hoping he does but even with Zach coming back for Philadelphia, their uh, their younger tight end has been doing really well too. So that I mean, you can't take your eyes off him either. You know, being the Seattle's defense, Gobert or whatever his name is, their other tight yeah. End. We have a history of not doing well with the tight end. So Greg Little kind of torched us last game. So um, Zach Ertz is kind of like the same build, same type of uh, great all-around tight end, great pass catcher, uh, great run blocker, so great route runner. So, you know, that's that's the big worry for me, I think, out of everything. Miles Sanders being back, he's doing well, but, you know, he's still coming off an injury. I think Zach Ertz is the one person that on that offense I'm I'm most concerned about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, Greg Kittle, though, he torches everybody. So that's just not fair. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a man-child. He's ridiculous. Best blocking tight end in the league, too. And, he, yeah, he does everything well. He's <clears throat> a great but, uh, Baby right. Gronk over there. It's for sure baby Gronk. But uh, the next thing on my list is Russell against Wentz. Like, who are you guys taking? How are you guys feeling? Because Wentz is on fire right now. But uh, everything I looked up. I haven't seen anything. I I think this is Wentz's first playoff start, so yep. yeah, um, yeah. I'm just curious how he comes out and does. You know, like nerves, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think he's had enough time in the pros in general, but it's different when you get to the postseason. I don't care if you're a rookie or if you're a five, six, seven year vet. <laughs> when you get to that first postseason game, if it's on the road or if it's at home in front of sixty thousand people, like there's a different pressure because you know. You make one too many mistakes, you can't come back the next week and bounce back and you know win the next game. You're going home till the next till next season. So yeah, do or do or die for sure. Man. Russell Wilson, because look at the look at our road record this year. Um, Russell Wilson up there with Lamar Jackson, our arguably MVP candidate. Um, he's done big things on the road. He's done big thing at home. He's came from behind numerous times. So I'd have to go with Russell every day of the week. Yeah, for sure. I think the other thing, too, I mean, we're recording this right after the AFC wildcard uh, game. You can look at it just in the first game. You had Deshaun Watson, who a year removed from his first playoff game, did terrible, got off to a terrible first start. Um, and But I think because of that loss, um, and I take it back to the Atlanta Falcons game when Russell Wilson lost, I think they, he learned more in that game, losing that game, losing the way they did than he has in any any postseason game. And I'm sure he'll tell you the same thing. That first loss in the playoffs hurts. And it either, you know, makes you get better or you kind of, like, go in a little ball. So being that this is his first thing, I think same thing with uh, Josh Allen. I mean, he he balled the first half. He did everything right. And then the second half just collapsed where Deshaun Watson, he'd been there before. He'd been on the opposite side. He had a bad whole game, had a bad first half. And then because of that first loss, because of that pain, I believe he came out and balled his ass off that second half of the game and ended up winning it for them. So I think we might see something kind of like that. Um, I'm always going to go with Russell Wilson in any game, uh, but especially this game, being that he's going against a uh, rookie uh, in the postseason in Carson Wentz. um, And Russell Wilson has been in the postseason um, 
now six. Uh, this is gonna be his seventh season in the postseason, I think, already, which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, I think that's gonna come down to inexperience. I just feel like if it's a close game at the end, the inexperience of Carson Wentz might show, um, and the experience of Russell Wilson will show as well. So, yeah, for sure. And I think Wentz, man, he. Uh... He might feel a little bit more pressure than the normal quarterback coming into the playoffs because how Nick Foles did, came in, won that Super Bowl, had that crazy run. They beat the Pats, and everyone was, uh, even the Philly fans were kind of questioning if they wanted Wentz or Foles. So, like, I think he has a little more pressure on him than the normal quarterback coming into his first game. For sure. I think uh, Doug Peterson even spoke on that, trying to make sure that they took a little bit off of it, speed the game up so he doesn't have to think so much. Um, I was listening to that earlier. Um, on one of the other sports talk radio shows. And I think, you know, he he has the right idea, but it's easier said than done, man. Like, um, you know, the fireworks are different on playoff football. The vibe is different. Fans are louder. The pressure, like you said, of one and done. Um, he hasn't felt that real time being, you know, under center. So we'll see how he does. It's going to be an interesting game. I think a lot of Seahawks fans think this should be open shut, but... Um, I mean, as you saw in the Patriots game, you never know, man, till they play the game. For sure, man. I completely agree. And, uh, yeah, being a road game, it's kind of tough. It's hard to win on the road in the regular season, and postseason just makes it that much harder. So I'm hoping the Seahawks don't have their normal come out the first half and do nothing type game, and they can come out, start hot, and shut it down. Hopefully it's not a game by the third quarter. That would make it nice. <laughs> For sure. Um, two quick things that I pulled out that are actually really crazy. Um, I thought the same thing. You know, we need to get off to a great start. I would love to see a deep ball first play of the game just to open up. I know Seahawks love to run the ball. Everybody knows that. The defense knows that. Us as fans know that. Um, but to get the run game going, you have to get those You have to get those linebackers back, those safeties back. They can't load eight in the box on us and expect to still run the ball. we got to we got to throw the ball deep, get those safeties back to work the run, to work the play action, which we do well in. Um, and as I was looking at Russell Wilson's stats, do you know what uh, quarter he has actually has the best passer rating in? It's actually the first quarter. He has 117 passer rating, which is crazy to me. I didn't think that. I thought for sure it'd be fourth quarter, which fourth quarter is definitely in second. But first quarter is actually where he does his best work. He has most touchdowns, best passer rating, um, which I would have never guessed that. No, man, he's because uh, the way the Hawks start all their games, man, you would never guess first quarter would be his hot spot. For sure, for sure. So um, I'm hoping we get some of that magic uh, because, you know, it really doesn't feel like that as a Seahawks fan. No, man, and uh, the Hawks, they're 11-5 and five this year, but it does not feel like 11-5. and five. We're yeah, on the six road. Six touchdowns, <laughs> zero interceptions in the first quarter. Um, in the fourth quarter, seven touchdowns, one interception, but – um yeah hopefully we get some of that magic in the first quarter i would love to uh you know i was talking to other people and they're like i hope it comes down to a close game these other games were close games i'm like no i want it to be like 35 7 <laughs> at the half yep. man because you know even at that point we could still let them back in our defense can let anybody back in the game so completely yeah man i totally agree with that i uh i hope it's not close you know you never know but uh i'm sick of these close games the cardiac hawks for sure and uh so uh to end this one we're just trying to do a quick podcast for the first one uh what are your guys' predictions for score and everything for the uh hawks and eagles tomorrow i'll let you go first jd 
Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with my, uh, I think we're going to get off to a hot start. I'm going to go two touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, I think we're going to end the first half about 17-7. Um, and then we're going to kind of throttle them in the second half, um, score another three touchdowns. So I'm going to have to go like somewhere around 38 to 14. Wow. I'm going for an ass whooping, man. I, I, that's what I'm hoping. You know, I, I, I think it'll be a close game. I definitely don't see, Hawks, see the Seahawks losing in a blowout. Um, I feel like if we're going to lose, it's going to be a close game where, you know, maybe Russell Wilson doesn't get a touch the ball in that last drive. Um, but other than that, I think we just we plan, we gear up, um, and we go take it to them, and then we look into playing San Francisco, hopefully. I'm ready for that rematch. Awesome. What you got, Timmy? Well, I want to say, short and sweet, I'm going to say Seattle 28, Philadelphia 17. Oh, you are. That's very short and sweet. But yeah, I, I, uh, I'm i going to go with the Hawks as well. I mean, I'm a Hawks fan, so obviously I'm going to hope for that. But I think we had, when we played the Niners last week, we had the right formula to win. We had the ball in Russell's hands at the end of the game, so... I thought for sure that, you know, that was going to end up in a W. But like J.D. had said, hopefully it's not out of Russell's hands. Like, hopefully it's not our defense on the field those last two minutes trying to stop him because we know how that goes with the defense this year. No more Legion of Boom. We don't have uh, we don't have that stopping power that we used to have. But I'm going to go close game, a little bit closer than you guys. I'm going to go 24-17 Hawks. And uh, hopefully it's not a game-winning drive. Hopefully they score a garbage-time touchdown like they did the last time we played them. So kind of a blowout, I guess. But yeah, I'll go twenty-four seventeen. Another one-score game that'll make us uh, what eleven and two in uh, one-score games. Yeah, pretty well. We had almost every game this year except one was one score. I'm pretty sure that we won, anyways. We only yeah. had one that we won. By only multiple. one blowout. The first Arizona game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully we have a second one, boys. For sure. And uh, so, yeah, man, that'll conclude this podcast. We'll uh, keep you guys updated on the dates and everything that we're going to put more out. So uh, let, let us know what you think on social media. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a good one.